I'm Robin Amlo of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast with me, Sam Ranieri, Chief Executive Officer of Reach. We're talking about another way the pandemic has changed our lives. It's caused a boom in cross-border e-commerce and provided an opportunity for fintechs like Reach who can provide a local presence for merchants operating internationally. Explain to me how you actually do this. What is the merchant of record operation? So basically what it is, is for, for a merchant to really be successful in a local market, they need to process the payments locally. You can process the payments cross-border, but it comes with a conversion decrease and some friction for the shopper. The most common friction would be a, you know, a UK shopper shopping in US dollars, right? So there's a lot of question marks around what that's actually going to cost in pounds at the end of the day. So there's there's two things that you really need to localize for a shopper to increase the conversions for the merchant. Number one is price locally at a guaranteed rate. So not a indication rate or something along those lines where it's still going to change once your statement shows up at the end of the month. It needs to be priced locally and it needs to be guaranteed. The second one is you need to process the payment locally with a local acquirer or a local payment processor. Now, the way to achieve this, the only way to achieve this is to have local entities. For a merchant to take on the lift of setting up a network of local entities where their shoppers are is a huge lift. And this is really where Reach built out the platform. We have local entities in the hottest regions, obviously, uh, Canada, US, UK, EU, Australia, with a partner network in Latin America. Now, through those processing relationships, we also gain the local payment methods as a result. So, you know, selling into Brazil, for example, if you're only taking cards, you're only speaking to 30% of the market. 70% of the Brazilian shoppers use a payment method called Boleto. For a UK merchant or a US merchant that doesn't understand that nuance, they're just going into Brazil hoping for the best, right? Turn the lights on and see what happens. But the reality is if you don't have that local knowledge, if you don't have the local partner, the local bank channel and the local payment methods, you're not really setting yourself up for success. And there's other major players that have set themselves up for success. The majors, like the Wayfarers, the, the, the Amazons, and some major merchants who have gone ahead and done all of this heavy lifting globally and localized the transaction. So for that mid-merchant, when you're going up against a major that has optimized their sale, you're just you're not setting yourself up for success. So the Reach platform, basically, we've connected the whole world through one API. So the merchant connects to us, we connect them to the world, and then we do the local acquiring for them through our local entities. And the way we do this is we are actually what's called the merchant of record, right? So we're not an aggregator, we're not a payment processor, so we don't compete with the world pays and the adians. We connect the shopper in region to those payment processors through the platform. And we essentially buy the product sort of legally speaking, from the merchant and then resell it to the shopper in country through our channels. Now, just to expand on that a little bit, it's not just about payment methods and processing. It's also what's hot to get more sales. Buy now, pay later has exploded onto the scene lately. I don't, I don't just know a little bit. Yeah, just a bit. But really, there's there's so many players right now, and it's actually in its own right becoming saturated with Klarna and Afterpay and Affirm, and there's so many players coming in. So really, the merchant is faced with, where do I start, right? What's going to get me, you know, what's the best buy now, pay later in Europe and in Australia? So Reach takes it on to actually connect with those buy now, pay later apps, the best ones, 
And we actually add the value add of localizing that. So Klarna is still cross-border, even if you have Klarna. But if you're Klarna US through Reach's Merchant of Record platform, you've now domesticated the Klarna platform in the United States. So you get that value add and obviously a conversion increase for merchants. This all sounds great up to a point. How does it compare financially for the merchant? Are there extra costs or is it cheaper? What's the result? Yeah, it's actually cheaper. So local interchange, you know, so in the UK, let's just use that for an example is 1.4%. So interchange is what a processor and merchant have to pay Visa MasterCard. It's like a, a mortgage rate. It's just what it is. And then the processors put their fees on top of the interchange rate. Now, just by localizing the interchange through, say, Australia, who have among the lowest interchange in the world, their interchange is actually at 0.7%. So just by processing locally with a local interchange, the merchants actually decreased their interchange rates by half, uh, by 100%. So globally speaking for us, we can reduce the merchants' interchange fees, their processing fees by 47% on average. And that feeds straight back into my bottom line as a merchant. Exactly right. Yeah. Would you describe this, because it's a phrase that people are starting to kick around more and more, as a form of embedded finance? I would say we'd fall into that bucket. Uh, we, we haven't really, we don't really go uh, go at it from an embedded standpoint because we're in the front end of the site, localizing the transaction right from the, the time that the shopper shows up. So I guess, I guess by definition, yes, we are embedded. Right when a, when a shopper shows up, we're already feeding in that local price. So that shopper does not see any foreign prices whatsoever. They're shopping in their in their native currency, and they don't to a certain extent they don't see you either the people who see you are the merchants the shopper experience is just i look at a website i see something i want to buy i click on it i get a price i click pay job done right now the only part where we are visible and this is part of the merchant of record piece is visa mastercards very very sticky on making sure that the shopper knows who they are paying so in this world they're paying reach right? As the merchant of record and not the merchant. So the old way of doing things was a complete redirect, which is very clunky and a conversion killer. And the merchant loses analytics through that payment flow. So the way that we do it is actually just through a simple disclosure at the payment at the card detail area. So basically it just has our brand, which is reach very subtle. And it says you, uh, you, the shopper are checking out with our international partner, reach UK or reach Canada or reach Australia, whichever entity that we're using. So we're not sort of embedded in the, in the cart. We are embedded from an API perspective and we're not cre- having to do a redirect, but we have to disclose to the shopper that they're checking out with reach. Now through this, we've actually created a, a lot of a great reputation on RFX rates because we're not trying to um, gouge shoppers with these extremely high sh- uh, FX rates, which is all too common <laughs> these days. We keep the FX very skinny and under sort of the card networks spreads. And the reason for that is, is we want sales. We don't want the shopper to have a bad experience or the price of the product to be higher than the competitor because of FX. Everywhere I turn, I see this in in terms of fintech solutions that are being provided. The margins for the traditional financial institutions are being squeezed down and down. That's really where there's where the disruption is, right? Where fintechs they're they're taking a, an a archaic bank product that's overpriced and they're making it better for cheaper. Is <laughs> basically what's happening. So, how do you expand your business? Are you do you go to merchants and say we'll do this for you? 
Yeah, so we have we have multiple channels right now. So so our, our, we have a direct outreach to sort of API type merchants. What I mean by API is a custom integration. The brands that we're looking for there are really cool tech brands that are primed for growth, not sort of the big box stores that are trying to figure out tech online because we see a lot of problems with those ones. And and, uh, we saw a bunch of them actually go bankrupt when Amazon was really rushing a few years ago. Um, So, you know, there's there's a lot of really cool tech companies, tech-based companies with really great marketing and really great products. And that's what we're targeting uh, from the direct outreach. Uh, another channel that we're working on is through plugs. So through Shopify plugs, through Magento plugs, WooCommerce, Salesforce, uh, we pre-build the plugs on those platforms and we include all of our feature sets. So the merchants sort of lift for to integrate to us is much less because we've done all the pre-built. Now through there, we just do sort of marketing on all the platforms and sort of yeah, yeah, explain the features of what happens when you download our product. The third way is just through uh, uh, white label solutions to there's a pile of fintechs out there that are trying to figure out international and, and it's a very complicated matrix to figure out. So we can partner with a lot of those fintechs and hand them the international arm. What does the future look like? How far does this business model go? Because we are constantly adapting and solving problems for merchants selling internationally, this can go a very long way. So at our root core, it's payments. And as we described the local acquiring, but we've already pivoted into what's brand new right now and really hot in cross-border VAT, right? UK government and, and recently the EU government put in these very stringent VAT rules. And it's really just to figure out how to make more money on Amazon, but everybody's feeling the effects of it. Basically, the governments have put the onus back on the merchant to collect properly and pay the VAT on their own number. This is a major problem for a US merchant trying to figure this out in real time. So we actually built out our tax as a service product we are pricing those VAT, the VAT for the merchants. We are collecting the VAT and we are actually paying the VAT on our IOSS number. So that's an example of us sort of taking uh, the, in, the cross-border platform of being more than just payments and continually solving the cross-border problems. And all we see is more problems <laughs> for merchants selling into cross-border. So as long as we keep staying in front of that merchant, uh, I, I think that the sky's the limit. Uh, the next piece for us really is around data. Data, it's been insanely hot for, for a while now, but the analytics and the cross-border data that's happening right now with the addition of uh, Lowe, who's our head of data, uh, we're coming up with some some really cool features in, in the future that are going to be really exciting. Unless I'm going to charge you for my data, of course, which is, seems yeah, of course. to be something that people are waking up to now that uh, I am a marketable entity. My preferences are a marketable entity and yeah. you, you, know, you, the merchant, can't use them unless I decide I want you to use them. Yeah, and you're spot on. Yeah. You're spot on, Robin. And honestly, we're trying to flip that back to give the shopper more control of their data, just as you said, because the sort of rush of gathering data right now, I think that that's coming to a head because people are waking up to it. But there's another portion where we can really protect consumer data and put it back in the hands of the consumer. And that's that's the angle that we're taking. Thank you very much, Sam Ranieri, CEO of Reach.